and welcome to the Horton Hangout podcast. You're here with me, Laura Horton, and I'm Michael Bentley. Thank you very much for joining us. So we've got meaty questions today. Uh, yet again, we'd like to say thank you to everyone who sends their questions through to us. They really are great. We've had to focus on selecting a bit of a mix today to satisfy everybody. And um, we've got four questions to answer for you. Two of them are quite meaty. So what we've decided to do is rather than Mike and I both give our opinion on them, uh, Michael's going to focus on one. I'll focus on the other. And then we've um, selected two other questions that really easy for us to answer but hopefully hopefully for you listening um there's some really you know great top tips in there that will help you to take action and change things uh, quite quickly really help you with some little systems um, and both of them actually relate to the front desk so we've got something here for everybody today as well which is really good so the first question that's going to come that has come through how do you deal with feeling like you're being pushed out to be replaced by new forward slash younger staff? Great question. Takes a lot of guts to ask that type of question. Uh, remember, we always keep people's names anonymous, so ask us anything. I think, Mike, would you like to answer this one? This is one we said you're perhaps best to go with. Yeah, I think, as you just said, it's a, it's a brilliant question. What I want to say first and foremost is that we live in a world of change and that things change on a day by day basis. And whether we like change or not, and most of us don't like a lot of change, we do need to keep our knowledge at a very, very good level and realize that we have to keep moving forward. So I think sometimes what I have seen in practice is that people that have been in practice a long time have allowed, for an example, computer systems to sort of sail past them and you've just dipped in enough to be able to just about do the job that you're doing, whether that's, you know, supporting as a dental nurse, as a manager, you know, all on the front desk. And actually, what you need to do is, I think, why people feel that they're being pushed out by younger people um, is that younger people have this exuberance for newer technology, and they have a, they have the opportunity as well to learn things much more quickly because we know that when the brain is a bit younger um, and also not full up with loads of responsibility either that you know you are going to take things on much faster when you're younger I know that I definitely did so what I would recommend that you do first and foremost is you know look at what are these younger people bringing into the business and I think you've got to be really brave here if you're an older person and you need retraining, then ask for retraining. Don't keep sitting on the level that you are and expecting that somehow you're going to increase your level of knowledge because you're not going to be able to do that. So you do need to almost do your own gap analysis. And if you're struggling with something, then you should be informing your line management, whether that's a, a leader or whether it is a manager in the practice and saying, I want a training session on this because I feel like my knowledge is a little bit more behind, you know, this younger person in the practice that has seemed to have, you know, developed that skill really, really quickly. But also what I do want to remind you of is that, you know what, there's no better thing than actual experience. And I, if you are an older person in practice or have been in dentistry a long time, that doesn't mean to say that you're old. I mean, I'm 40 and I've been in dentistry for over 20 years. Do not consider myself as old. 
but the important thing here is is that actually you know you can't buy experience experience comes through making mistakes understanding what has happened and using that knowledge to do much better in the future and the younger people often dash into situations not really thinking about the consequences and that's where you can actually balance each other out you do need experience as well as some younger stuff coming through to enable change to move forward so i would get yourselves into a good dialogue and you you share the experience that they need and you look at what they're bringing in and absorb what they you know want to uh, put in as well and then you've got quite a nice synergy and a unison together and the other thing i want to say is if you're getting older and you don't want to have more responsibility and there's a, a specific role that you're comfortable doing in practice then openly talk about that now and say this is what i want to do for you is this still in line with your vision plan for the practice? And um, is there any additional skills that I can develop to allow me to continue to do the, the role that I'm doing in practice and comfortably and happily? If you don't have that dialogue, then on a piece of paper, you're suddenly left behind really quickly. And that's where, if there's a lot to do, it becomes much more frightening. And then there's a lot of urgency behind it, which feels starts to feel uncomfortable. And then you start to go, I can't do this anymore. And then you may resign from a position that you actually like um, or feel uncomfortable and, you know, and, and start to get demoralized and maybe start to call in sick and those kind of things. And you're in a sort of negative environment. So act early, know that changes always have to happen and you are going to have to keep up. And I think Laura and I, you know, especially me, you know, technology, I have to work really, really hard to uh, work on those skills because there's something I'm not that interested in. But I realize that you do need to keep working on them to make sure uh, that you can keep progressing in your practice because unfortunately uh, every day things change and they are going to continue to change and change is what makes us moving forward so you can't be stuck in your ruts unfortunately you've got to keep moving forward i hope that helps that was very good and i loved when you said about technology because it's hilarious for me uh michael and technology <laughs> But you've come so far. And I think, you know, if you don't mind me mentioning Michael. No, go ahead. <laughs> Michael was absolutely petrified of technology, you know, even setting up a new email account on onto his phone or computer. It was all very stressful, wasn't it? But now yes. the things you do, particularly Michael hosts a radio show, um, the technology for that. Um, you've just come so far because you've embraced it and you've said, right. I've, I've just got to go with this. There's no point trying to fight it. I've got to go with this. So let's be positive about it. And then it doesn't seem so daunting. So when I request new things to Michael now, it's I don't have to do a document really so much now, do I? <laughs> no, they're still beneficial though. <laughs> but yes, there used to be a, a, lot, a lot of documents. But Michael has really embraced technology and it used to stress him out and it doesn't anymore. So, you know, you can really go for it, definitely. And don't feel negative or down, stay positive. So the next question, how do you optimize websites? Well, we could do a whole hangout on this, to be honest with you. But I just wanted to answer this today in a, in a sort of briefest possible way, in the most uncomplicated way as well. We work with, uh, obviously, a lot of practices and, you know, supporting their marketing and 
conversion of patients really is a key part of what what we do and so many practices are hung up and stressed out about their websites and what they're paying for and what they're getting out of their investments and Michael might be looking at the practice's finance and saying well what on earth is this investment for and this investment for and whoa what you know people are spending so much money on their websites um sometimes it's quite frightening but the most common problem is a lack of understanding of what it is you actually need to be doing with your website and what the website company's role is, what they should be doing for you. And it really is something that you both have to work together on as, as a business and as a, as a provider. Now, optimising websites has changed dramatically in the last 10 years. If we look at 10 years ago, it's a completely different ball game now. So where people were very much focused, it was all about keywords, wasn't it? Getting those words in, getting that content. Oh, it was awful thing to have to really focus on. Now it's about making sure that a website works for you and that people can also find you. And they're two different things entirely. We've also got something called PR, and PR is now digital because it's not something that is, you know, out there so much. And what then happens is you will have a digital marketing agency. And that might be what a lot of you are using, a digital marketing agency. So if you are, they will have people that can uh, are really good at, let's say, doing AdWords to get people to land on your page. They'll have people that are really good at PR, at links, etc. They'll have people that are really good at optimizing your site to make sure it's working. And if you're using a digital marketing agency, you need to make sure, you know, if it was me, I'd want that to be a big company because you can't be good at everything. There is so much time and energy that would go into all of those components of making an excellent website that it's impossible for one person or two or three people to do it all. It needs to be a really good team. So it needs to be a big company. And then obviously your investment is going to be so much higher for that. So if you're going to use a digital marketing agency, be prepared that you're going to make a big investment and that you are um, going to need to work with a big company. So it's like working with a big practice. Think of it like a specialist practice. You've got your endodontist, your periodontist, your implantologist, your orthodontist, etc. You're all surgeon. It goes on, doesn't it? Your, your, your business is being triaged to the best person at all times. And that person works within an individual team as well. Most commonly, what you need to do with your website is make it work for you. So you may not need to worry about getting people to land on your site, you might already have quite a high number of visitors each month. But then what's happening to them? Are they converting? So I always recommend that practices work with a company that are really good at making sure your website works for you, that the website generates leads. And this is just another area of SEO. It's like an SEO. Think of SEO like an umbrella. There's so many things that fall under it. And But making sure the website works for you is the most important. There's no point investing in Google AdWords to get people to land on your website if the website doesn't work to convert patients to you. So definitely look at what's happening, the functionality of your website, the lead generation of your website. And then you need to look at yourself as well, because 
there's again no point investing lots of money in a website and making sure it works and that it's generating leads if you don't have enough team members to answer the phone or if the team that you do have answering the phone can't convert patients on the phone they haven't been trained to deal with these inquiries so that's where I say it's about a win-win working together a lot of practices blame the website company for not generating new business you know they moan say well they say they've converted 90 leads but we've only had one patient that is the problem of the business, the practice, not the problem of the website company. So it's really important that you do engage with your company and find out what their approach is, what what they're doing for you, what are they an expert at, and make sure that's right for you and your marketing plan for this year. And lastly, do make sure that you do communicate your marketing plan over to them. It's not their job to create a marketing plan for you. Make sure you communicate over to them what you're going to be doing when so they really understand any additional uh, searches that are going to be coming through on the Internet to you know, create the relevant landing pages to make sure that page is working, the content's right, etc. So how do you optimize websites? There are a multiple uh many many ways to optimize websites now um but for me it's about making sure the website works for you and that it generates leads and you have the team in place to convert patients rather than spending thousands of pounds on google adwords that yes get people to land on your page the job is done for that company tick in the box they've got you know 900 a thousand people a month landing on your page but then as you all know those of you that have done it so what no one's called. If they have, we haven't converted them. It's a big chain. Get that website working for you first. So hopefully that does just, you know, answer a few questions. I have that conversation quite a lot. So um, when that came through, I had a bit, of a bit of a smile on my face. The next question then, and funnily enough, Michael and I were talking about this the other day in a practice that we were both in. Um, so we've this tip we share all the time and we can share this tip because we're from practice so we know the reality of working on the front desk when it's busy so the question is this the age of the smartphone has dramatically slowed the already slow process at reception any tips mm. it's so true you know people putting I mean I do it myself and I know and I actually feel awful I don't know about you Michael when I'm putting multiple appointments into my phone and there's people waiting behind me and yes, absolutely. I kind of cringe a little bit because it is something we talk about. And I think, oh, gosh, I'm slowing everyone down. Everyone's getting really annoyed. You know, we used to get annoyed with someone trying to find their diary, find their glasses. And now yeah. the most annoying thing is someone with a phone trying to put the dates in. So. I totally agree. And when you gave me this tip, it's interesting because I have because I'm a dominant character, um, I have just gone through with this tip. And I, the tip is, is that to do an appointment card for every single patient that you just print out and they've got it. And then you can say to that patient, then make yourself comfortable in the patient lounge and, you know, pop your appointments into whatever device that you want to. And it's interesting because I've just had a recent operation and I've got loads of appointments. And I just said, just put them all on a card for me and they gave me two or three cards because they're for different for different departments and then I came home and then I've entered them electronically because I do want them electronically to converse with the rest of my family um, but um, I don't want to hold up queues and that's what you end up doing and they never seem to go in properly when you're trying to do it do they it's always like oh no why didn't it go in there and why is it plus one there and you end up being faff but when you're faced with that patient 
if you if you feel rude to be going uh so you're almost waiting for that person to complete yeah. putting their appointments into that phone they could take absolutely ages doing that so yeah, so we've told you the tip, but the, the main tip is, you know, go back to appointment cards. I wouldn't handwrite them because, again, um, I do see practice still writing hand appointment cards. Don't because you could make an error. Yeah. Um, and handwriting is always uh, an interesting one of what is that number really? So um, for clarity and for a good system, always have something that prints one out. Zebra readers are, are very cheap. They can link into most um, SOE systems. And therefore, that's what I would recommend that you do use. Yeah, absolutely. So if I was at the desk and Michael's my patient, I'd say, and I could see he's pulled out his phone, I just need to take control of the situation. So I'd say, okay, Michael, so <clears throat> we've got a few appointments to book today. If you can let me know yes or no whether they work in your diary, I'll print them out for you and then you can make yourself comfortable in our patient lounge while you went to the morning to your diary afterwards. How does that sound? So I've completely taken the control. All I want to know from Michael is yes, no, does that time work? Let's move on to the next one. Let's speed up this process. Um, I agree with that. Simple. And an, another question we're having, sorry, a lot of is about clinipads as well, isn't it? Yeah. And my tip for clinipads is that you need to be preloading the information for the patients before they come to the practice, because a lot of practices aren't doing that. And it's like, well, you're, you're making the patient start again and then having a conversation when you've got all this information. So preload them is number one. And I'd recommend that you preload them, you know, the day before for, you know, for tomorrow you know so you do today's for tomorrow and the other thing is that when you're doing your text confirmations or email confirmations or your phone confirmations your patients then to remind them to bring uh, the latest copy of their prescriptions in so again they're not faffing around going oh I don't know how to spell this or whatever because these are all the things that slow us down a little bit with digital technology however is it really important that we have an up-to-date medical history that's signed by a patient absolutely it is yeah definitely so one last question, uh, it won't take us long to answer this one. If patients insist, well, it's not really a question, it's sort of written as a statement, so let me try and turn it around a bit. If patients insist on seeing the owner, but he's not taking on new patients. So basically, how do we deal, <coughs> excuse me, how do we deal um, with this situation? And it's something, again, we come across so often all the time when we're in practices that the principal dentists or dentists aren't seeing the private new patients that come through because mm. their diaries are so busy mm. and patients are being put into the uh, associate's diary. That's fine. But then actually the person who can deliver the treatment that the patient wants happens to be the principal dentist. The patient gets then booked in with them for a, a review or a chat and they have to wait six weeks for that the whole system's crazy and crazy and I, and I just want to add here that if um, we've got dentists that are doing that and they're listening now I would just want to place in but why are you doing that and then say another why but why and you'll actually realize that you should be taking on new patients and that the whys will be because there's not enough space in the diary, because it's not diary zoned, because I'm at my capacity, blah, blah, blah. But you just got to keep going. Why, 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 why? And you'll realize that it's not a good, a good answer. 
No. So the the simple answer is you need to zone your diary to get new patients in. You always need to get them in within a week anyway. So that's something for all dentists, practice managers listening. Uh, private new patients, you always want to get them in within a week to keep momentum. And then if you're thinking, but then I won't be able to treat them for weeks and weeks. And you do need to look at fully zoning your diary for different treatments. And there's a great article on the website, if I do say so myself. Uh, there's a couple of articles on there about diary zoning that I have uh, produced. And they're in the library section under articles. Have a good read through. Uh, and there's loads of tips in there to see how you can actually zone your diaries so that you're much more productive. And the patient experience is high and everybody's happy. So practice owners you should be seeing new patients zone your diaries well that's all we've got time for in this month's Horton hangout if you have questions just remember we do not um, you know share your details your name address anything like that whatsoever so most people now are sending them through Facebook message that's absolutely great but if you want to email them across too uh, you can email via the website contact page or you can email me directly laura at horton-consulting.com and we'll catch you again next month thank you from me and thank you from me. Take care. <laughs> Bye.